Chase Thomas podcast. The Chase Thomas podcast. Um, my nephew needs me to record. See, I hate. I already hate it. I hate it. All right, hello, and welcome back to the Sunday Night Baseball edition of the Chase Thomas podcast, where I am joined, as I am every single Sunday night, by Stacy Gatsoulias of Locked On Yankees. Stacy, good evening. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I am doing good. The Atlanta United won. 1-0 today. It's very fun, very, uh, very uh, intense match against LAFC. I'm going to guess uh, my other, my other guest on this very podcast, Andrew Andrew Stoughton, did not watch any of Atlanta United versus LAFC this afternoon. I I did not. I no. Did not. Sadly, uh, Toronto FC is kind of in shambles at the moment, so uh, my my MLS attention has sort of moved across the uh, the Atlantic for the mm. moment. Well, hey, you know, Liverpool started off great, so that's also good. Who's your uh, who's your team in the Premier League, Andrew? I do not have a Premier League team. I'm an Ajax fan. Okay. Um, but I but I do enjoy uh I enjoyed watching Arsenal lose mm. uh the other day, which was quite fun. I a lot of distressed Arsenal fans on the timeline. So <laughs> that's always enjoyable. A tradition unlike any other. Um no. speaking of um stressed fans, on the timeline, Boston Red Sox fans, you two, you're, you, you're united in this this fall from grace <laughs> for Boston as Blue Jays and Yankees fans. Uh, Stacy, what uh, we've talked about this a lot, but what do you what do you make of the latest five and five? Their last ten, the Yankees only two and a half back, the Jays four and a half back from the Red Sox. Um, what you've seen from the Yankees this week since our last recording? Do you believe in? Uh, where the Yankees are right now. Well, considering half the team has COVID and they're That's still winning series over and over again, I feel fine. What I is the latest on that? Content. Uh, Cole will be pitching on Monday against the Angels. Jordan Montgomery will be back Tuesday against the Red Sox. So that's two guys coming back. Gary Sanchez was in Somerset Sunday. Anthony Rizzo is working his way back. I think that's all the guys that have COVID right now, I think it's only four, right? <laughs> oh no, Clay Holmes too. Yes, he's coming back. <laughs> did you it's watch ridiculous. the Field of Dreams game? Uh, yes, I did. Okay, when they were interviewing Garrett Cole <laughs> in the in the like, I turned to my girlfriend and I was like, "This is insanity. We're having this conversation the way we are." A, the interview was too long and it was just weird. He was just hanging out for for way too long. But mm-hmm. um, they just they glossed over. The cat, what is the expression? Just the elephant in the room? Like, what are we doing here? We're just like, Garrett, you could have prevented all this, sir. You could have, could have prevented this, right? Like, what are we doing? We're just talking about oh, it. He, no, he was vaccinated. Oh, he was. Okay. Yes. Okay, good. Because I looked at that. I wasn't sure which ones were. So it was just Rizzo. Do we know for sure who was and who wasn't? Um, we definitely know Rizzo was not because okay. he's come out and said that he was not. Garrett Cole came out and said that he was. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. I didn't have well, the interview knowing that he was vaccinated, but I did uh, enjoy the Yankees variant joke because it does seem that yes. way right now. <laughs> he did say that. I don't know. It was just a weird thing. We're just like, okay, all right. Well, this is just the, the Yankees variant joke. Um, Andrew, what do you make? Your team is two and a half or two games back right now of Stacey's New York Yankees. Do you believe the Blue Jays are right there and are really just they're in good shape for a wild card berth? Um, they're in okay shape. I mean, uh, it's been a really, uh, it's been a frustrating season because they feel like, uh, 
they have all the pieces. Like their rotation has been really solid since like the start of May. Uh, Alec Manoa has come up and has been, uh, you know, a, a, everything they could have asked for from a rookie starting pitcher. Uh, you know, really looks like good things are in the future for him. The hitters obviously are getting it done. You know, uh, I think Semyon and Vlad are, you know, Otani aside are like the top position players by war. And Teoscar Hernandez is having a great year. Bo Bichette is Bo Bichette, and he's having a good year. Um, you know, and it's uh, I'm not mentioning anybody in the bullpen, and that's been a real, <laughs> real problem for the Blue Jays. Uh, over and over and over, and it, it feels like they've they've solidified it a little bit uh, coming into the trade deadline. But uh, but you know, it's uh, there's still a lot of teams ahead of them, and they can't go doing things like throwing away games to the Angels and Mariners like they did this weekend. What happened in those games? How did they throw them away? Uh, well, <laughs> that was a, my uh, that might have been my favorite sigh on this <laughs> podcast. I've never heard a sigh like that. That was incredible. Yeah, I mean, well, they were leading uh, on Saturday in the bottom of the seventh, only by one run, and then allowed, like, seven runs. Uh, the bullpen, of course, although though that was a Ryu start, and he kind of got into a jam, and he was lifted a bit earlier than he seemed to be happy about, which is uh, caused a bit of controversy, a little ripple of that, because, you know, he was, he was like, oh, it's not in my control, and, and you know, you kind of hope that your ace on the mound is never, and, and didn't seem to be wearing down, wasn't necessarily the right move, and, of course, they went to Trevor Richards and blew that up. Uh, they they had a walk off walk on Friday. Uh, they're, they're walked off by the Mariners. They brought in Brad Hand with the bases loaded, who threw a four pitch walk. None of them particularly close. After uh, in the previous inning, Brandon Valera had tagged on a play where the first baseman uh, had to go down the line and uh, kind of make an over the shoulder catch. Uh, very very close play, called safe. Looked to me very correctly called safe, but like the laces of the catcher's glove maybe got him and so they overturned it much to the uh an explosion of anger from blue jays fans uh so i don't even know if that's throwing games away necessarily as much as it's just circumstance keeps conspiring against them uh and yet you know then you have the yankees and the red sox in particular uh i'm not gonna i'm not putting the yankees in the fraudulent red sox category but mm. uh <laughs> but i especially liked their deadline you know i think gallo was a, a great addition and was mad that the jays didn't go harder for someone like that um, you know, it's just, it's going to be, it's going to be tough that they, they, I think have their destiny in their hands at least, and they're a good team, but we'll see. Were you a fan of their deadline moves at the time? I was. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Barrios, I mean, is great. Is going to be around in another year. Uh, had a real terrible start in his last one, but you know, he's the track record says, uh, you know, all things are, are very good. Uh, it's a, like, but he's just a very good pitcher, even though some of the like underlying stuff, I think if you look at his, his uh, Statcast page, it won't. Uh, it's not like elite, uh, you know, spin rates and and velocities and all that. But it just he seems to manage to limit to limit uh, tough, you know, hard contact and and uh, just pitches well, fields his position really well, which is always fun too. So I, I'm a I'm a fan there. And the bullpen reinforcements were completely reasonable, especially from a position where people are were like they should be sellers. Like, what are you even doing here? But it was uh, who thought they should like be enough- sellers. There were, there were fans, totally. Are you I mean, wait, Blue Jays fans? Not even like the national media. There were Blue Jays fans that thought they should sell. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah, I know. It's so people are just so brainwashed into this, like, yeah, you know, playing playing executive, and it's like, what are we even doing here? Like, if you're gonna like, if you have this team and you're going to and you're going to sell, it seemed absurd. You just to me signed George Springer. What do you mean yeah. sell? What? I, I didn't understand it at all, but. 
But that Boot was, him from the bus. Big... No, out them. Let's get him out of here. As the <laughs> there are too many teams a, tanking a, a in this league. Minority, I must, I must say, but yeah. Well, I mean, Weird. I was in that. I was in that camp because I mean, I'm a Braves guy, Andrew, sure. and it was a weird deadline because they're the Mets. Um, as Stacy and I've talked about, they have no interest in in winning the NL East. They they do <laughs> they do their their damnedest to ensure that they do not live up to their expectations and to what they really can be. Um, the Braves, though, they lose Acuna, but they're still good enough to win this division. So you can't be real sellers even after a catastrophic injury to your best player because you also have really great top end talent and Albies and Freeman and now Riley and good staff and you should do right by the fans and they were mini buyers and now Jorge Soler um look the advanced numbers are in there is no doubt that Jorge Soler does not keep this up that he is going to rake in Atlanta for the foreseeable future and uh that's that that uh case closed Jorge Soler the deadline winner it's done deal um Stacy what do you make of Zach Britton and the latest in the Yankees bullpen <laughs> I mean, uh, it's just, (laughs) it's unbelievable that these guys just, some people were blaming the fact that his wife had a baby. They were blaming, they were blaming his pitching performance for his wife having a baby. Uh, Luke Voigt starting off slow, coming back from his injury because his wife had a baby. And who else? Someone, there was a third, oh, DJ LeMahieu. They were saying that he was having a down season because his wife had a baby. And I just laughed. I thought it was so funny. But Britton, the fact that he had to, Tell Aaron Boone, I can't pitch in these situations. Mm -hmm. And then what does Aaron Boone do on Saturday? He puts him in that situation, in a safe situation in the 10th inning. And what does Britton do? He nearly blows it again. If if your player is telling you, I can't do this, don't don't put me in this situation. Reverse psychology. But he managed that game so badly Saturday and even a little bit. On Sunday, I don't know how they won those two games. Chicago made both of them very interesting. They were both as scary as Thursday night's game. And just, I, God, the bull, it's just unbelievable how the uh, top tier guys in the bullpen, they're the ones that have been victimized the most. Chapman, uh, Luizaga had that bad game against Boston, but then he hasn't had a bad game since then. But I won't say what I'm going to say. Um Chad Green's having home run problems all season. Uh, not constantly, but he gets bitten by them. And now Britton is having his issues. And I mean, as soon as he walked the guy before Anderson, I thought, here we go. They're they're walking off right now. I saw it. I saw it playing in my head. Was not shocked that Tim Anderson did that. Was I shocked that the Yankees actually won yesterday and that Britton didn't completely blow it? Yes. <laughs> He's just, who something's up with him. Um, what would you do? They need to, they need to fix it soon. What would you do if you're Aaron Boone outside of putting I mean, him in situations that he's explicitly requested not to be put in? Well, this is the problem, though. He can't not put him in those situations because the Yankees are always playing close games. They're always winning two run games, one run games. Um, they're not blowing teams out. If they can finally win a game, you know, they won a couple of games against Baltimore, like 13-1 and 10-3. If you could put him in a game like that <laughs> so he could work out his stuff, maybe give up four runs, but it won't do anything. Maybe that, but... I mean, I'm not going to blame Boone because his hands are tied at this point, Mm. really. It's just the order in which he does things doesn't satisfy me or other Yankee fans. Uh, 
today he put Loisaga in in the sixth inning. Would I have put Britton in with one out and bases loaded? No, but I feel like Loisaga should be the one while Chapman's out to close games. Hmm. I think that he should flip-flop that because Loisaga has proven that he can do that. So I, I don't know. I feel like Boone can't really – there's nothing he can really do if these guys can't hold three-run leads. It's not good. It's not great, right. Bob. Shout out right. to you, Mad Men. <laughs> um, Andrew, with Charles Montoya, like what – when you're watching game after game, like – when I look at managers like Aaron Boone stuff, it seems like Yankees fans by and large, very frustrated with Aaron Boone as a manager. I have a different perspective on Bride Snicker. He's not a good manager. That is something that if you do not watch every Braves game, like anyone who puts Dansby Swanson in the two hole at any point in 2021 or Indian Ender Inciarte in the leadoff spot for six months when you have Acuna right behind him. It's just, uh, there's some problems there. There's some problems in your, in your choices. Um, but, for Montoya, for people who do not watch a lot of Blue Jays games, what is what does he get right, and what do what do you see that you like, and what do you see that you don't? Uh, okay, uh, the, he is obvious. I mean, every manager is, but he's obviously a subject of a lot of talk, especially mm-hmm. with the way that the bullpen has melted down, and and you know the lineup stuff he usually gets right, and that's that's felt good all year. It's easy when you know you you, you have he has a lot of talent at his disposal. Yeah, it's just like don't play cabin. Yeah, yeah, but he's been and he's been good about you know. Uh, I'm watching Tony LaRusso having who's betting second, the second baseman. I forget, uh, but but not optimizing his lineup uh, the way that that Charlie does well. I think Charlie mm. uh, Charlie is also a guy like the Blue Jays are huge on talking about culture and about fit and about teammate stuff, and really are huge believers in that. And he is like a super upbeat guy, even keeled. They love all that about him. Uh, you see that. You know, he's very positive about everybody. Uh, and you also see that, you know, it, it goes through the team. Like, these guys are having fun out there. They're having fun in the dugout. It's it's really enjoyable to watch. But then he goes and, like, you know, Brad Hand has not been pitching well at all. He has many other options available. The game on the line the other night. And for some reason, him and it's, you know, I understand there's some collaboration in what, in what uh, in how bullpen decisions are made. Uh, but going to Hand there... And having it blow up in his face, stuff like that has just happened all year over and over, just sort of stepping on landmines when, when it comes to, like, reliever usage, when it's like, there's other guys who everybody out here is like, this is a better option for you. Uh, and it's kind of been inexplicable. Um, and that, that he takes a lot of heat because of it. Mm. Um, do you think he, if they don't make the playoffs, is there a, a mandate from above that he needs to... He needs to make playoffs this year to keep his job, or is he's is he fine for another year at least? I th- I think he's fine. I know there's Jays fans that would think that that's absurd and that and that management would have to like do something and that the that a lot of what's happened with the team this year has been on him. But I think they they really love him. I think that he's their guy. They love. They think that the positivity and the you know he looks he's forward looking and and you know and is try uh, is also. Uh, you know, willing to accept a lot of input from other sources and isn't, you know, is not running it like a dictatorship or anything like that, which I mean, I guess every modern manager is like that now. But, uh, but yeah, I think he's their guy. I think they're going to, they're going to keep him around, but uh, it wouldn't shock me if he was gone, but I, but I, I doubt it. I highly doubt it. I mean, Atlanta United currently has an interim coach who looks like he coaches at CrossFit and it's a delight players love him you, you sometimes well, got to get those guys in there the players just love that they're uh, just happy better, to get better work. than better than frank DeBoer. 
we don't well gabriel heinze <laughs> is the was worse than deborah man like everything since wow. tata has just been a disaster uh no but uh yeah we'll have to see how the new manager works but we shall see and i know people came here for the atlanta united mls uh, <laughs> toronto talk on this very podcast stacy do you have uh, an mls team are you more of a nycfc or a red bulls team I do not pay attention to MLS. Mm -hmm. Um, I try to get into the Premier League, but I find that soccer is way too anxiety-inducing for me, and Mm. it just became a chore for me to watch games, so I stopped. (laughs) You know what I get anxiety watching? I don't know if you all are like this, but like I was talking to um, the Atlanta United play-by-play guy actually last week on the podcast, and I'm always blown away listening to – like this is not fair and I don't want baseball radio. I think I had the blue Jays radio announcer on last summer. So I should be careful here, but I think baseball is significantly more, uh, it's significantly easier to, to call and master than like hockey or soccer hockey. Oh, I, I get anyone does soc- uh, hockey. It's insane how yeah. easy they make that look like the puck yeah. moves so fast. You have line changes. You have, I don't know how they see numbers and guys. Like I, I enjoy hockey so much because I, my brain doesn't work with it. Like I like to believe that I know a lot about a lot of different sports, but like hockey is still just the one where I'm like, I have, I have a very, very basic sense of what I'm watching. And well, my, my brother has had, uh, has played golf with Sam Rosen who does Rangers games. Uh-huh. And he's talked to him about it. And Sam Rosen always says it's mind over matter. <laughs> <laughs> he's been doing it for so long, but really he just focuses in on everything. And that's how he's able to do it. Cause my brother and I were actually having a conversation about this, this past week and just, I don't know how any hockey player, uh, player broadcaster does, those games because it's insane trying to keep up as a viewer oh yeah like i would be out within 15 seconds because i'd be like ah fuck it like i would just be i would be like there'd be so many mess ups where i would just be like i can't do this i would be so (laughs) overwhelmed like my blood pressure like there's just no no way it would work um stacy brandon crawford having a great year in san francisco the the grizzled veteran with the beard and the long hair in uh, Mm -hmm. san francisco gets a two-year extension do you like this uh for san francisco I mean, sure. He's one of those guys that, you know, they live him there and why not, you know, they'll have him through age 36, I guess. Right. Because it's two years and, Mm -hmm. you know, it's a nice number. It's nothing too crazy for them to do. And, you know, he wanted to stay there and why not? I mean, he's been with them for so long and has done so much for them. I, I don't see anything wrong with that deal. Andrew, what do you think? Oh, yeah, I, I think that's fine, too. And it also, for me, it takes away uh, potentially a spot where Marcus Simeon could land. Mm. That's, uh, that's something we're all watching here in Toronto, right? Like, uh, 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 he has been so good and, and so fun. And, uh, and I believe he's making himself a lot of money with the way he's playing. Uh, he's been really great this year. So uh, the Blue Jays really seem to be gearing up to be big players in the free agent market uh this winter so i don't expect an extension before that and so they might let him test the market but a a lot of people around here would like to would like to see that not happen or at least have him come back sounds a lot like he's gonna get too pricey and you're gonna have to do the 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 cheaper potentially higher no i shouldn't even say higher upside just the potential upside in javier bias (laughs) <laughs> it's possible. I mean, they also got some kids coming. Their system's pretty deep. Yeah. But, uh, you have enough but, kids. I mean, Toronto's got enough yeah. kids. Vlad Jr., you got Bouchette. You got, <laughs> you got, you got enough kids, in my opinion. Toronto, too many kids. That's, you know, that's fair. But uh, we're having fun out here, even if we're in fourth place. 
Yeah, there you go. I'm just waiting on the next JP or in CBS, so we'll we'll see. <laughs> um, how surreal was the Tyler Gilbert no hitter for you, Andrew? Yeah, I would, that was wild. Obviously, I mean, baseball is a, a funny game, as we all know, right? And that was that was a great story. I thought that was really cool that uh, that it's kind of like they weren't weren't sure if he's going to make a second start, and yeah. goes a, throws a no hitter. It's uh, it, it was pretty amazing. Stacy, did you think that final out was going to drop? Because when I watched that, it looked like it was going to drop, and the yeah. way it carried, right? Oh yeah. Yeah, I was slightly worried there. I mean, I think the best thing about this is the Padres had a no-hitter earlier this year. Mm. Musgrove was the one who threw the no-hitter, and then he is the opposing pitcher for someone pitching a no-hitter in his first ever start. Like, there were so many factors working in that game, and it's the only... Baseball's the only sport that that sort of stuff can happen in, and that's why I love it so much. It's in the the dad reaction too. I just love those. Yeah, yeah. I love those, except when they happen to Tennessee baseball. So in Tennessee baseball in the College World Series, I don't know if y'all remember this, but on Father's Day they lost to Virginia in the first game of the College World Series, and there was an amazing story with one of the players on Virginia. His dad um, hasn't been hadn't been able to see him um, because he was immunocompromised um, because he just beat cancer like a bad. Uh, I think he had like stage four. I don't want to misquote this, but I'm pretty sure it was stage four. But like they kept showing him in the crowd reacting because he hit the first solo home run with his dad there in attendance. And I was like, oh, this is this is over. This uh, this is not going to be Tennessee's dad. This is this is awful. And I feel bad if we do win this game because this is a charming, delightful story. And now uh, I'm going to be sad either way. So this is uh, it, it was brutal. It, that was a that was a brutal day. Um, we're going to pause real quick for an ad break, but we'll be right back. All right. We are back on the Chase Thomas podcast where I'm still joined by Stacey Gutsulius of Locked On Yankees and Andrew of Mr. Like Stoughton Substack, Stoughton.substack.com, a very good Substack newsletter that you should check out where his Blue Jays coverage is quite good. And I very much enjoy it. Andrew, Jake, Arietta was released and I left. What do you make of it? <laughs> I very much laughed as well. Uh, just, especially just after the, the mask comment and the, mm-hmm. the, the, the zoom call. And then, you know, just how quickly the, the, that happened afterwards, which they say was unrelated. And, you know, based on how he's pitched this year, uh, that's believable, but it just, it was a great confluence of events and a wonderful moment uh, in, in posting history. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good day to be online. It's one yeah. of those rare times <laughs> that you want to be on Twitter.com. Right, Stacey? Oh, yes. I basically reacted like Nelson from The Simpsons. <laughs> that was my reaction. Okay, it was so hilarious. I've got some bad news. I've never seen an episode of The Simpsons. Oh. Well, and you're, all right. And you're on Twitter.com? I see the memes <laughs> all the time. Yeah. I see the memes all the time. John Taylor, everyone's a good friend of mine. Fangraphs, he, he's a, he loves it. Like, baseball Twitter is full of Simpsons stuff. Like, basketball Twitter is nothing like that. Football right. Twitter, I don't see it. I don't know. What is the deal with... Uh, now I'm Jerry Seinfelding it. Um, why uh, is The Simpsons such a strong part of baseball fandom? What, why are those two connected? I don't understand it. Maybe mm, could be Homer at the bat. Okay. Could be the age of yeah, baseball I Twitter. I think it's maybe age related. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think it's age related. <laughs> I I mean, I watched The Simpsons a lot in college, but I don't remember much because, you know, you're kind of altered a bit in college, depending on where you went to school. I was in upstate New York where it snowed from October to May. So what else would I do besides drinking and other stuff? So I really don't remember a lot of the Simpsons <laughs> references that people make on Twitter. And I have to look them up and think, oh, right, I did watch that episode. OK, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's definitely it's an age thing. Yeah, I, it was like up here. We would just on cable. You could watch four episodes a day, basically my entire life. It feels like. It, uh, you know. Yeah, I got Canadian uh, TV stations because I was so far up in right. New York State that we watched like six episodes of The Simpsons in a row because it was on from like four thirty to six thirty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> every night, and I'm like, oh right, we got the Canadian station. We go the next channel up and keep watching. So yeah. <laughs> That's incredible. That's one of those things that just doesn't exist anymore. Like that is not a thing that's possible for young, young people. Right. It's not. Yeah. Oh man. Um, what's clicked for Lewis Brinson after the all-star break? He, the, I don't know if you guys knew this or not, Stacey, did you know that the Miami Marlins offense stinks? Just historically Uh, bad, just a really, really bad, like we, I think we've talked about this. We're like the dichotomy between their starting pitching talent and their offense right. is insane. They are <laughs> yeah. going to have the best starting pitching staff in a year or less in baseball. And I don't know if it's going to matter because of how bad the hitting is. But Lewis Brinson, who we've been waiting on for what feels like several years now, back when the uh, the carnival in the outfield was still a thing in Miami, it looks like post-All-Star break that maybe he's uh, he's figured some stuff out. The former 29th overall pick by the Rangers in 2012. Yeah, uh, I got to watch the Marlins. The Yankees played them a couple of weeks ago, and that was my exact reaction. Holy crap, this pitching staff is going to be amazing, but oh my God, the offense is terrible. (laughs) It's like uh, the justice scale. Basically, the pitching is way up and the offense is on the floor. Like That's how different they are. And for Brinson, from reading the uh, Beyond the Box Score article, because I had to look this up, Mm -hmm. he's showing a little more patience at the plate, which is, hey, you want that from your guy. You don't want them free swinging at the first pitch every time. And I think he's starting to do that. I don't know if he's going to keep this up, but it's good to see if they could get someone else in the offense to start (laughs) acting like he's acting lately. Maybe the Marlins can rattle off some wins. They're not going to really do anything this year. But as you said, that pitching staff is going to be insanely good they're already good they're going to be insanely good next year it's it's going to be so weird because the NLEs is just a dumpster fire and if they figure out the offense they they've got a potential <laughs> juggernaut there and if they decide to spend money again if Derek jeter decides to open up the pocketbooks i mean who knows what they do this winter we could, we right. could see um what do you what do you think andrew yeah, I, I you know it is a it's a pretty small sample, but uh, but you'd like to see some of those things that that he's doing with the selectivity, and that's some that's a, a thing, you know the the balance between being aggressive and being selective is is tough to strike, I think, and you know for him to be able to dial back the aggression a little bit, obviously having some good results there is 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 positive for Brinson and just yeah the Marlins in general. I mean, obviously you guys are both totally right. Um, you know, Jay's have seen them a couple times this year as well. So, you know, stole Adam Simber and uh, Corey Dickerson from them for Joe Panic and in a trade that was a little ahead of the deadline. Uh, and Dickerson's a guy they could they could use. I don't, I still don't understand that, except it was clearly about money. But uh, 
but yeah, the pitching staff is uh, is something, and it's going to be even scarier for sure. I'm excited. I as a Braves, I'm terrified, but at the same time, like Bruce Brinson's like one of those guys. <laughs> I love stories like this where it's just been like ten years. It's just hard. Like people always want to look at progress as a linear thing, and it's just not. It doesn't work like that. Christian Pache was like coming right up and becoming Andrew Jones 2.0 right away in mm-hmm. center field. It's like no, it's not how. B- it's not how this works. Like he's been the literal worst hitter for the Braves this year. I think he had like a 68 WRC plus negative war was just, he's just been lost at the plate. Like it's just hard hitting major league pitching is it's really, really hard and we'll see. I don't know. Defense is elite, but I don't know if we'll figure out the offense. Maybe I'm not sure, but people wondered about that with Branson forever. And maybe this is it, but you see this across the board. I think Brian Buxton's another good example of this in Minnesota where it's just people wanted to just work out and go the way that it's supposed to because they were drafted at a certain spot. And it's just, uh, it's not how baseball works and baseball can be weird. Jared Klinek is uh, dealing with that a little bit in Seattle now. Um, we'll see. It's just, it's hard. So in stories of guys who really struggled and have not lived up to expectations over the years um, to keep fighting and to figure stuff out, I th- those are the kind of stories I like. I, I like, and I, I hope things work out for Lewis Brinson. Um, so we'll we'll see. Um, Stacy, your favorite stories in baseball since last Sunday? I don't know. This doesn't really count as a story, but I was... <laughs> I was railing against the Field of Dreams game before it happened because, Mm. I mean, the movie was fine. I watched it once, Mm. beginning to end. I've seen bits and pieces of it since then. I'm not one of those people who's like, oh, my God, it's the best. Um, But then the game started and they did all the pregame stuff. And, you know, Kevin Costner comes out looking like a zaddy. And I'm like, wow, he looks good. Um, and you know, the players come out of the cornfields and I'm thinking, okay, this is actually kind of cool. And I kind of hope they do this all the time because it's a nice novelty. But then my favorite part of that is the fact that people in Iowa where the game is held can barely watch baseball because of blackout restrictions. And they put a billboard up, basically blasting Rob Manfred's like, welcome to Iowa. Stop the blackouts. <laughs> I mean, it is, it's, it's ridiculous. Baseball really needs to do something about that. But I, I loved reading that. And I love when people do that sort of thing. I think it's great. Do they say anything? Do they address that since the billboard went up? Baseball, the baseball itself. Yeah. The did entity, Manfred or anybody? I don't did... believe, I don't believe so, but I'm not, a hundred percent positive i didn't think i saw anything either um yeah <laughs> i don't think the owners really care i don't think that unfortunately oh, yeah. i don't think that's going to change um yeah i think it's one of those where it sounds like super hokey on paper and also i think we're just conditioned to like oh baseball thinks they have a a, a good idea oh no let's see what this good baseball idea is capital g capital b capital i um but this actually was I thought some of the stuff was weird, Andrew. I don't know if you were you were all in on the Tom Verducci uh, wardrobe oh. <laughs> um, or Kevin Costner weirdly coming out for a really long amount of time for this pregame and then like cosplaying as the guy from the... Well, the, okay, the walking around thing was weird. Like, yes. you know, he comes out and he starts walking around and I'm like, okay. And, <laughs> you know, what, what you said with... Uh, what's his name? What am I... My, my, Tom my Verducci. My team? Garrett Cole. Oh, Garrett Cole, um, yes. When... The players were coming out. You know, Garrett Cole and Jordan Montgomery both went up to Kevin Costner. I'm like, uh, didn't you just have COVID? Why are you going near anyone? Mm-hmm. 
like what what what's going on and it didn't feel like i don't know it didn't COVID like actually was... so here's the cool thing about cornfields protect you it's like a life force ah. people forget <laughs> i just feel like people weren't being protected enough but you know mm-hmm. they erected the stadium they built i mean it was nice i kind of like that the cornfields were out there and that there weren't stands built out there mm-hmm. and the game itself was amazing i mean yes my team lost but i mean you don't you want a game like that that just the ninth inning alone made that game worth it i think andrew haney just gave up another home run oh my god yeah well that's another thing he wouldn't have been pitching that game if half the team didn't have covid <laughs> that poor guy that was that was brutal that, that was but brutal. also just that game i feel like just the moment the ending um was the coolest part like the the slow-mo uh, the fireworks I really like the ending a lot yeah. right <laughs> well i know you do for a different reason yeah. that that's yeah. i thought we were on the same side here before we started recording you were like this is gonna be civil and then you <laughs> drop that one in there towards the well, end of the my pod. team is still ahead of his team Ooh. so i'm perfectly fine i think you should be yeah that's fair <laughs> yes i mean for now who knows yeah. the al east is just it's going to be insane down the stretch and part of me is looking forward to it but the anxious part of me is not so mm. yeah <laughs> who is let's do a confidence meter test mm. stacy confidence meter one through ten that the yankees will finish ahead of the blue jays Hmm. Six and a half. Ooh, okay. Andrew, confidence meter that the Blue Jays will finish ahead of the Yankees. More like a more like a four. Oh no. Okay. That's still that's still maybe more confidence than I should have. I don't I know. Like six and a half is more confidence than I should have. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I feel it's the Red Sox and the A's that are and also when the Mariners are still hanging around still somehow. I don't don't do this. Don't do the Mariners. <laughs> don't don't we do we don't. This the the Mariners yeah. the we we can't do this. It's not fair to the fan base. It's <laughs> not fair to those awesome fans. Um I I, I can't do it. it. It seems like the A's are locked in, but it, I mean the A's might win the AL West. Like they're mm-hmm. surging and the Astros are struggling a little bit right now. They're a little injured. I don't know. Um the Astros I thought were the best team in the AL for the majority of this year and I'm like I don't know anymore. The AL is just completely up in the air. And I mean I guess the NL2 by and large, because you could make an argument for the Dodgers, Padres, Giants, Brewers, even the Reds a little bit. Like, I don't think anybody wants to play the Reds in a one-game playoff. I don't think anybody wants to play. Um, I mean, the Braves is just fine. Whatever. The Phillies, I I just, I have no idea. Um, I still just... Speaking Philly- of bad bullpens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, hold on. Ian yeah. Kennedy's there now. Things are solved. Um, we, oh, right. we talked about, yeah. <laughs> the, things are good. The, the, the Phillies are fine. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I'm I'm excited to see see what happens. Oh, and the last thing I'll say on the field of dream stuff though too. Like I said, the the ending was cool, and the the fireworks and Tim Anderson's walk off was great. Um, I did think it was because we're we're watching Banshee right now. Uh, the girlfriend and I, Banshee, great show, love Banshee. There's an Amish community in Banshee, and. <laughs> my grandma looked at her and she was like what is the amish situation going on here like why are they all dressed up as amish people like all the broadcasters and um smoltz <laughs> had the top like the newsies hat and joe buck had a bow tie and they're like all and i was like what is happening what are they wearing and tom verducci's hat was insanity um i don't know it was it was really cringe for me like to watch I, this was one of those where like I'm used to cringe because I watch pro wrestling a lot every week and there's a lot of cringe in my life and I understand that's part of it. But like to see it 
on baseball. Like this was one of those where I was uncomfortable whenever they would pan to Tom or go to the booth with Buck and well, Smoltz. I, yeah, I feel like the the broadcasters themselves selves didn't need to do that no. but I, I did like the dudes on the scoreboard in yeah. their outfits going up the ladder and doing the manual scoreboard that was cool but yeah that was a little bit too much but you know fox tends to do that and they tend to make things um i don't know i just yeah that was that was a bit too much i do wonder um it was cool to see the cornfield stuff but like i also just think about weird stuff andrew i don't know if you do this but like i jotted down in my notes when i'm watching and i was like I wonder if they decided they're not doing more games there. The guy, they have to break it to the people who are the, the groundskeepers for, for this field where they're like, actually, they're not coming back. This was uh, this was it. Like, uh, I know we just did all this stuff to make it look amazing. This uh, You did great stuff, but uh, that's it. Or you keep going back. Like, are you excited? You're like, oh, cool. I get to keep doing this job for a year and just nothing happening for another full calendar year. I just get to keep up this field and area that no one plays on like i i don't understand this 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 system in uh in iowa it is it is very weird and, and well here's the thing i i know i'm familiar with what happened in the game and all the things you're talking about through the discourse but i did not watch the game mm. uh, so you hate it also, oh is it more of an partly, american thing partly because the blue jays and the angels started because mm. for some reason they had this showpiece event game and oh, right chose to have other games going on at the same time which is kind of weird it's like uh, it was cool to watch the timeline. It's like everybody's watching the same baseball game. Uh, you know, uh, uh, that only happens in October. And, uh, and uh, you know, it, it, that was not my case because I had to be at one point turn on the Jays game and watch them lose the Angels or whatever. Didn't it pop like the, <laughs> a crazy, crazy rating? That I'm not 100% sure of. Oh, I'm yeah, really it, was the most, it was the most watched baseball game since, oh, what was the year? It was a long. It's it was something long bonkers. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I was kind of shocked by that. But then when they said what the number was, it wasn't that high. It wasn't crazy high. But with the way they were saying, "Oh, it was the highest rated game in twenty years" or whatever the hell it was, and I'm figuring, "Oh, there must have been a lot of people." And then when I saw the number, I thought, "Oh, yet yeah, no," because ratings are totally different now. People are watching so many different things. It's not how it was twenty five. 20, 25 years ago when, you know, more than half the households in in the country were watching big baseball games. So, yeah, but it was, it was a lot, I don't remember the exact amount of years, but I was kind of surprised by that. And baseball doesn't really need it, right? Like baseball doesn't need these crazy ratings because it's a regional sport now until the playoffs. Like that's, there's no way around that. Like, I don't know when people complain about ratings and stuff like that. I'm like, how do you get around that? Every team plays 162 games and everybody plays at the same time. And it's most like, you can't do that. Like the cat, the average fan cannot keep up and watch all these different teams. It's just, it's impossible. You have to be a playoff sport. You have to, and regional in the regular season, there's no way around it. It's very frustrating here to Stephen talking about TV. I know it's like kind of apples to oranges TV ratings from the, the the states in Canada. Like we don't have the same political ads, or like the money just doesn't flow in the same way. We don't have ads for like drugs and stuff, like prescription drugs. Oh my um, god! Every other ad is a prescription <laughs> drug ad. It's yeah, ridiculous. So, so, the, so you know the industry is a little bit different. But like I was, just, I just looked it up quickly, and it was like 5.9 million viewers for that game. Uh, which is like when the Blue Jays are in the playoffs, that's what they get in uh, in Canada. Yeah. Right. Like six million uh, viewers a game. It, 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 the Blue Jays have so many people watching their games uh, that it, it 
the the topic always bothers me because it, it reminds me that like no they should they should be a top like three payroll every year like that is just a juggernaut that they have that they're kind of real quiet about. Mm. Well, oh, if there's one thing Andrew. you should do, yeah, it's mm. take uh, take their take their word for it. Take I don't yeah. know why you're questioning it. You should always <laughs> yeah. err on the side of ownership. Andrew, I have a question about that. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I have a question about the Roger Center. Because um, I'm fascinated by Toronto. I've become obsessed with the city of Toronto, and I can't wait to get up there at some point. I didn't realize how many native Torontonians hate the name change and still call it the Sky Dome. And not only that, I didn't realize that there was a statue of Ted Rogers outside the stadium, but there's nothing of the players at all. Like, why wouldn't there be a Bautista bat flip statue? statue or a joe carter statue or something ted rogers Mm. it's it's a a slap in the face yeah it's it's horrible uh you know i i call it the rogers center that's whatever but i i completely understand people's anger and there is a lot of it a lot of people like just and it's just because you know it's just they they reject the corporate branding it was because it was an on-branded name and then it went to the to to the most you know egregious way they could to the team that especially at the time uh, was not very well liked the the ownership. I mean, nobody likes the corporation anyway. Like they're, you know, we have basically two or three choices for cable and for internet here, and they are one of them. And so, you know, half the people in the country are paying them a, way too much money every every month. So they're kind of just hated for that. Anyway, the relationship is getting better because the team is getting better, and they you know they're starting to see what. Uh, you know that Mark Shapiro and, and Ross Atkins weren't brought in from Cleveland to like run it on a shoestring budget. That they're actually spending money, and people are starting to believe in that now. But yeah, the Ted Rogers statue is is just so so egregious and so horrible. Like the it, it, it boggles the mind, especially like you say, like there should be a Joe Carter one. I would have said a Robert Alomar one a oh, year yes. ago, and and thankfully that statue never got built. But uh, but yeah, it. it it boggles my mind that that's that that's a thing, and and you know every time a new statue in another park is unveiled, uh, it sets Toronto fans off because yeah, it's <laughs> absurd. Interesting. I I want to find the person who is just like I love my cable package. <laughs> yeah. Does anyone? Anywhere? Does anyone because... like that's like one of those universal thing where no one's ever been happy. Like I don't know what those people make customer support for for those those companies, said companies, but. I can't imagine it's enough because oh. no one calls and it's like, hey, you know what? Thanks so much for getting me that plan. <laughs> what a plan. Love this love this situation you've got for I me here. I love this. My Wi-Fi never goes out. It's great. The Wi-Fi never goes out. I feel like I'm being charged the right amount for what I for what I have. I think that the <laughs> offer is more than fair. I'm getting um, the most out of these channels that I use. I definitely still surf um in 2021 so this is just this has been a delight so thank you so much that you're doing great i just want to believe that there is somebody like that um stacy what can we check out from you on locked on yankees this week video podcasts are coming mm. yes starting tuesday Exciting. yes well i mean it depends. If you want to see my face, it's exciting. If you don't, then, you know, it's not. But, um, you know, they're, they have the makeup game against the Angels and then another Red Sox series because, mm. you know. So, yeah, you have that to look forward to. And if it doesn't go well for the Yankees, you get to hear me yell on my show. That's always fun. <laughs> and now you have you could call in Andrew. You could be like, hey, uh, I need the, the Blue Jays to, to fall back. 
because um, <laughs> there you go. They're they're right there. Andrew, what can we check out from you on your great Substack website? That I thought I put out a lot of content, Andrew. I, I put out a pod a day. I'm moving content right often, but your Blue Jays coverage it's very very in depth. So for the folks who are wondering who they should turn to for their Toronto Blue Jays coverage, or if you're not a Blue Jays fan and you just want to learn more about the Blue Jays, your newsletter is great because it is so intricately detailed. I, I very much enjoy it. Oh, well, well thank you very, very much. And uh, yeah, I don't know. Just going to write about this Mariners series. I have my own podcast called Blue Jays Happy Hour that I do every Friday. So uh, we'll be we'll be doing that again. The Jays are uh, in Washington to play the Nationals this week. Uh, and then the Tigers come in and we, uh, we fans are back in Toronto. That's been like a huge thing. We haven't even mentioned like the fact that they were homeless for two years, basically. Yeah. Uh, and that that uh, that has been huge. And that was super uplifting for, you know, the week that it was happening. And then the Jays, they, you know, they went out west and have stumbled a bit. And that's sucked a lot of the wind out of uh, uh, the, the fan base, I think. But uh, but yeah, just uh, going to keep on trucking, I guess. And you know, if the Yankees and Red Sox are beating up on each other, hopefully the Jays can uh, uh, make up some ground while they play the Tigers and the Nats. Yeah, well, it, it's going to be fun to watch. And the one cool thing is to know that the Braves have the NL East locked up now that they are comfortably over five hundred. So that's that's nice that uh, <laughs> there will be no drama down the stretch for Atlanta. Couldn't relate to the New York Yankees or Toronto Blue Jays situation. Could not relate. Andrew, Stacy, thank you so much for making the time tonight. I greatly appreciate it. Uh, we will be back next Sunday, Stacy. And Andrew, you are welcome anytime, sir. Thank you guys so much. Nicely done, nephew. Chase Thomas Podcast. Hell yeah.